Sport on on SAFM. Okay, so firstly, let's hear from Eddie Lee, the spinner. He's still playing. Eddie Lee is a brave man because um, for him to go testify, there is fear that he might be discriminated against again. But he's been on this show before saying he has no fear now. He wants to tell his story. You'll remember when he told us that he took three for 16 on, in, on his T20 debut against Bangladesh back in 2015. And he hardly played after that, even though he was man of the match. And I remember, I think he told us that he tattooed that on his arm or he celebrates that every single day, just that day, 7th July 2015. This is what he had to say at the hearings. For me, this Indian tour, I thought maybe I'll get a chance at the World Cup because I didn't play there in India or whatever. Or maybe I'll get a tour or whatever, but then that was my last tour for the Proteas. And this made me think there's something wrong with me, Jay. I really thought there was something wrong with me. Um, you know, Proteas, it was, you were discriminated on the basis of color. Or, you, you know, because if you, why I'm saying that, if you look at the bench, you look, people that are sit out is black players, it's black for black, you know. Um, how can you say that in Durban, which favors the spinners that you play Eddie Lee? You know, Banjo will play one, you'll play one. In Durban, where you can play both of us. So Eddie Lee saying that there would never be space for two black spinners in the team. They would never play them at the same time. And then he talks about, he mentions that black players were always carrying drinks. And you might remember those who follow cricket in 2015, there was a letter written to Cricket South Africa by a group of black players which said, um, drinks, drinks must fall. And they were basically tired of whenever they went on tour, they were carrying drinks. And it had to do with also Kaya Zonda, but how he was treated. Black African players were wearing the bibs. And um, it's the chair. You, 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 you can search. You, you, you can look over the last 15 years. It's only now, the last two years, and you see guys like Temba, um, Parabada, Gidi, Sipamla, that are playing. But... For the last 15 years that I was that I've been that set up, black African players were wearing the bibs. The thing was for was that if you look at the bench, it's what black players. So black players is the only players that were carrying in drinks. So now the one the drinks must fall that black players must stop taking drinks. And that was based on Kyle Zondo issue that he was on tour and instead of him playing being a like for like player with JP Dumbi who got injured. And he was on tour in India. They flew someone else to, to, to India to play, and Kai didn't play. Let me tell you, you know me and Kai Zondo, we're very close, eh? but when this happened, I saw, you know, it's like seeing someone's soul, someone's souls leaving the body. Mm. That's what I saw with this guy. This thing killed this guy. Yeah, that was what Eddie Lee said about that incident of Kaya Zondo. Dean Alga is the player that was flown in to go and play instead of Kaya Zondo, who was there as a batsman, but he didn't play. And there were reports that A.B. De Villiers had threatened to leave the tour of India if Kaya Zondo was selected to play in that match. And then also on Monday, there was uh, Tamitz Olegile, the former Proteus wicketkeeper. He also went on tour. He was a backup wicketkeeper to Mark Boucher. When Mark Boucher got injured, Tammy thought he would be given a chance to play, but it wasn't to be. You, you got guys that um, that are conveners. Linda Zondi, who is a convener, is a black guy. They don't say anything, Mr. Chair. Because you know what? When they start talking, no, 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 you talk too much. They get someone else. That's how they operate, Mr. Chair. If you don't understand that, you never understand. So I've been, I know what was happening there. I remember very well during that time. In 2012, um, Mr. Hudson himself came to me um, and he said, um, you are definitely going to be playing this New Zealand um, 
and everybody knew that I was going to play Mr. Chair. And um, only the night before the game, the night before the game, Mr. Hudson called me and he said, in his own words, Graham Smith didn't want me in his team to play. Okay, so that's Tammy Tzolekele basically just revealing what happened when they wouldn't let him play on tour. And there's a lot he said there. He said, yeah, that we, we didn't cut. Even Makayantini came out to defend him and said Tamit Zolikile should have played on that tour. And Tamit Zolikile says at the time, he, he was asked by the journalist, what does he think of Makayantini's comments? And he brushed it off because he didn't want to get into more trouble because he was in camp with this team and he didn't want to be excluded, basically, if he speaks out about that. So he brushed it off. And it says, actually, that strained his relationship with Makayantini because Makaya called him and said, but I've just begged you here because I know what you're going through in this team. I've gone through it myself. And now you're coming and you're rubbishing it. And he says they never spoke for three years with Makayantini. It was only well, for a number of years. It was only three years ago, I think, that they, 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 they basically made up and they spoke about it and time he told Makai that he was just scared to talk at the time and to say exactly what was happening to him. And then there was another spinner, Tandi Chabalala, who also spoke at the commission. Um, Tanditsa Ch- Ch- Chabalala played for Free State. If you follow cricket, m- most most of you will remember him. If you don't, maybe he's not a familiar name, but he was also part of the 2007 World Cup T20 squad. Normally when we go to practice, a couple of white guys would be in the bus. By the time I would get to the bus, normally I'd get to the bus probably with the last one, two, three guys. Humanity tells you that when you walk into a bus, you should greet those that you have not seen since the night before because they are your teammates. So there were occasions where I walked into the bus and I greeted certain white players, senior players, the big five. And all I got was players turning their heads and looking into a different direction. After my experiences within the Frontier setup, I felt as an individual, as a South African, that I could not support the team that I felt that it portrayed a false image in public. I did not feel that it was a unified South African team. I felt that it was a team that had a false facade to those that are looking from the outside. Since then, I have rejoiced every fourth year downfall so that was an emotional tandy chabalala if you watch that he was saying up until this day he doesn't support the protest because of the hurt and the pain that they put him through he says that he also says that they took him on a tour to the subcontinent and they said it's a learning tour and he was happy to learn and all of that but the next tour he was overlooked the next tour he was overlooked even in the 2007 world t20 when he was the best spinner in the in the country at the time he didn't even play the dead rubbers and he just could not understand he says maybe he thought that people thought he was happy to get the free kit of the proteas and that's the only reason he was there and then also on tuesday there was i am yoli another brave one because he's still playing i am yoli recently at the lions i am yoli is a fast bowler from the eastern cape i think from epi show and he had a, a well-documented incident back in 2015 when um he was playing for kz and inland which is the feeder team to the dolphins and they went to go play a tour match and their captain there was Robbie Freilink and he reveals what happened there. It started, I remember before the game, so we get these other other shirts that we get from uh, from CSA for the three-day conference, but the, the ones that are not cut. 
So I had a scissor with me and I wanted someone to cut it for me. And Robbie offered to cut the shirt and he cut it in a way that was, it looked very horrible on me. But then I let that slide. And then after that, we went in to play. And then he bowls him and then he changed in the middle of the game. And I haven't bowled and he started bowling spin. And me, my role is also a fast bowler and the ball was new. So I kind of seen all this, all, all, all that was doing. And other players were also complaining, why is he bowling, spin bowling now? And, and I remember the time, it was a time where those, uh, uh, the guys that played for South Africa, they wrote a letter to Cricket South Africa, Pips must follow, something like that. And he mentioned stuff that the only thing that I know about you guys is, is just writing letters and that's what you guys do. You don't... And he was very, and he was very even, even talking about quotas and stuff like that. What was he talking? He was talking. Was he, he was mentioning players that don't deserve to play for the Dolphins. I remember he mentioned like Esbonelo Makanya or Andile Pashuguayo is not doesn't deserve to be playing and stuff like that to play because because of quota and all those things. Okay, and this one even went to a hearing. There was a DC, and Aya was not happy with how the DC was handled, and he shared all of that at the commission, um, how he was treated by Robbie Freiling. I mean, how's that? The guy's your captain. You are a fast bowler. He's a bowler also. He bowls, and then you wait for your turn to bowl. He doesn't let you bowl. Instead, from being a seamer, he bowls spin. So Robbie Freiling was bowling sim and spin in the same match instead of letting the guy that's been picked as a bowler to go and bowl. Hey, man. Okay, um, it gets worse actually. Let's hear from the first um, black female international for the Proteas, Nolubaba Lunzuzu, who shares her experience in the women's Proteas camp. When we go for tours, uh, when our rooms are being located, because we were sharing rooms there, you would find out that, you know, there is this person asking for someone to, I mean, to swap. And I would notice that, okay, this particular person who's, who want to swap is the one who's sharing with Nolbabalo. So it was like that. And at times I was even approached to, to maybe move from my room to other. I remember the other day, you know, we were having dinner as a team. Loudly, one of the teammates, Nolu, just tell us, do you understand English? Please, Nolu, be honest. Please tell us, do you understand English? The whole table laughed. Before I even answered that question, I knew that this particular person asking this kind of a question, she knows the answer. She knows exactly what she's asking. I was so, so, so embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I don't even remember myself, you know, finishing my food. Okay. That's Nolu, who was also sharing at the hearings today. That was Wednesday now. Let's move on to today, where um, Paul Adams... Oh, oh, actually, before we move to today, there was also Ben Malamba. Um, I think those in the Western Cape will know the Malamba cricketing family. I believe they've got a rich cricketing um, history. They all played cricket in that family. Ben Malamba was playing in during the days of apartheid, and he expressed his shock at what is still happening today. I was listening to some of the stories, and these stories are new stories. These are players that are coming after my time. Stories I've been listening to. And these are the stories that have been happening for all these If I can come up with what I've just been saying now, and a couple of years or maybe two generations, one or two other generations later, a person is still talking the same language. Where is this transformation? That's the army that I just need to see this time, but show us. 
And you say this transformation, I'm part of a system now, but where is transformation? I'm part of a system fighting. Okay, Mr. Ben Malamba. Now let's hear from Paul Adams, Hoja, the spinner. Lots, many of our, uh, one of our heroes when we grew up. I mean, this is the guy that we were even trying to bowl like when we saw him bowl with that action of his end. I don't have that clip, but there's a part where he says even the media, when they described his action, they basically made similarities to gangsterism. And he was saying the media, the media must also be careful on how they report on black players because how they reported on him, it was like he doesn't belong on the cricket field and how his bowling style was basically described. Um, it didn't sit well with him. But yeah, he talks about when he was competing for a place with Pat Simcox. At the beginning of my international career, I was always competing in a position against Pat Simcox. I would be in the squads, but majority of the time I wouldn't play. I played the odd game at the end of a series, or it's like they were kind of just suppressing me, kind of hiding me away and not letting the talent go out there um, and perform. And I, uh, I had the feeling that they didn't want me to outshine the white players. I probably am the most kept 12th man within Protea cricket. That would be funny if it wasn't true. The most kept 12th man within Proteus Cricket. And he went on to give numbers, Jorge, actually, to show how good his numbers were compared to a Pat Simcox who was, but who was getting more game time than him. And then what really, I don't know if it shocked me, but what was also startling today was that Paul Adams revealed that he's in a WhatsApp group with players that played for the Proteas in the mid-90s to the early 2000s. There were 43 of them in that group and only three three were black. It was him, it was Robbie P and it was Heschel Gibbs. But for some reason, Heschel Gibbs was kicked out of the group within the first three weeks. Um, but he reveals what is going on in that group even up until now. The 9th of October 2019, Paul Harris posted a picture of the old Western Province team, 2001 and 2002 squad. A few guys actually complimented the team. I said, what a team, champion team. But Buddha Dipana made a comment, but the comments, proper team, maybe a bit white for today's day and age. Mm. He's implying that, yeah, it's he's still not moved forward. He can't, and probably, I don't know what Buddha, Buddha needs to explain why he wrote that. The next incident, 7th of January, 2020. During the Under-19 World Cup, SA Under-19 lost the game against Zimbabwe. So everyone's commenting, they posted the scorecard, and all of a sudden the comment post comes up on Johan Lowe. Can you please just translate? How long are they going to keep that monkey there? It was implying, referring to Lawrence Magaplane, who was the coach of the SM19 team at the time. So how's that, eh? Put a tip in our Johan and And then, not only that, but he also reveals the name that they used to call him in the Proteus setup. Something that he says maybe at the time he didn't realize the uh, the seriousness of it or the implications of it. And uh, we've had to edit this because it's 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 a derogatory word basically. But we've tried our best to edit it. So yeah, it is from Paul Adams. It's it's one way. It's, it's always just stood with me. Um, my my wife now was was my girlfriend then. She would always make a comment to me about it or suggest or talk to me about why are they talking to you like that or why do they call you that name um, it's not right and I just used to just shrug it off um, I was called brown 
when I was playing um, and of, often used to be uh, a song that used to happen when we won a game and we were in fines meetings um, they used to sing uh, brown in the ring tra la 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 you know so they would make the song up of it but it's when you're playing for your country when you're in that victory you don't make sense of it you just go along with it you brush it off um, but it's it's actually blatantly racism um, it's those language that I'm talking about that education that's required I think some people will come across and they'll say unconscious biases um, Mr. Adams may I just inter- interject there when Mark Boucher called you Brown, did you ever address him personally? No, well, I never addressed him really personally. Um, Mark was probably just one of the guys that, that did call it. Um, Okay, so that's Paul Adams today. And he also spoke about Daryl Cullen and how he's got 100 in one of the matches and then walked to the boundary where Paul Adams was fielding and said, your gravy train is over now. And he said Daryl Cullen was one of his heroes growing up and he lost all respect for him. So that's what's happening at the social justice and nation building hearings this week. It's really painful to listen to. It's even more painful to report on. Um, but these are the lived experiences of these players. Let's hear this voice note. Hi Tabiso, I'm Jack from Durban. I'd like to know in this inquiry that's going on with TRT or something, all these cricketers, why they come after 27 years and complain about what happened years ago? Why they didn't come up about 20 years ago and say what happened? Why now? There's something wrong here. Is one person come up with a story now everybody want to come up with a story. Why is South Africans are like this? It's Jack from Durban. Jack, I think that is uncalled for, Jack. Why not now, Jack? Why can't they speak now? The guys are hurting. They are now being given a platform to speak. There's a commission that says, come here, share your stories. You've been done wrong. You've been victimized. You've been discriminated against for so many years. And all you are worried about is why now? You're not worried about their experiences and how they were treated in this system by the teams that you support. Instead, you're worried about why now, Jeff? Jack, I think you must go and think about that comment. I think it is totally unfair. And Omar Henry was on this show a couple of months ago. Omar Henry said he wanted to leave the 92 World Cup because they were not playing him. He spoke right then. But he also felt that he doesn't have support. He will be kicked out of the system because he was the only black guy there. And that's why most of the guys didn't, couldn't speak at the time because they felt that the system was just against them. And you can't come and say, why now? When are they supposed to speak? So they must keep quiet now because it happened. Somebody called you brown tit and you must just live with it and move on with your life. No, check. Come on. Okay, and there's so much reaction to Jack's voice note. Let's not get distracted, folks. Let's not fight amongst each other now. Jack, come on, man. I don't even, you know, I hate using the, the analogy of rape, but it's like, a woman gets sexually abused 20 years ago or 15 years ago or 10 years ago. She finally gets the courage a couple of years later to come and speak about it. Are you going to come, Jack, and say, why now? Why is she only speaking now? Come on, guys. And let's also not let this distract us from what's happening at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We're going to move right along, but keep those voice notes coming in. But let's try our best not to respond to Jack, um, especially if you don't agree with him, because it's just going to get messy. But let's talk.